Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. And ultimately, Shauna, when you invest in a franchise, you're really buying a partnership. This is the idea that you're in business for yourself, but not by yourself. Welcome to Everyone's Talking Money podcast. I'm your host, Shauna Game. There's no judgment, no dumb questions, just smart conversations about you and your money. So come on in and grab a seat. Everyone is welcome here. When it comes to clothes, it's great to have options. But having pieces that you can wear anywhere is a must for everybody. That's why American Giant makes clothing that fits into your life seamlessly, with quality you have to feel to believe. And with an impressive selection of staples to choose from, there's something for everyone. So whether you're on the hunt for the perfect t-shirt, a solid pair of jeans, or super soft sweatshirts, American Giant has what you're looking for. Each American Giant piece is designed to last and created with commitment to doing things better. And all their products are made right here in America. Because keeping things local ensures the kind of quality you'll feel and appreciate for years to come. Discover the American Giant difference today. Shop where anywhere closet staples at American-Giant.com. And get 20% off your first order when you use code WA23 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, promo code WA23. Hey, my friends, so good to have you back on the show. I have been super excited about this episode because, believe it or not, in 875 podcast episodes, I have never talked about franchising. I have to admit it. I had some really serious preconceived notions about franchising, but I'm happy to say that they were just completely blown out of the water after this conversation. For the past 20 years, Kim Daly has been helping people realize their dreams of business ownership through franchising. And I'm not just talking about all those fast food trains that you drive by every day. The franchising business goes way deeper, and Kim's job is to help you figure out what franchise aligns with your life goals. 
This episode is an inspiring story that could help you build wealth and achieve your dreams in a business model that my guess is you might not have ever explored before. As I always say, everything with money deserves a listen. And then you have the information for the future. You can figure out whether it's a fit for you or not, but at least, at least you know what it's all about. Kim's awesome, and I hope you're ready to get seriously educated about franchising. Let's get talking. I was very excited to chat with you because we have never talked about franchising on this show. And I really want to dive into the pros and cons. I've heard good stories about franchising and not good stories about uh, franchising. There was a, a recent episode on John Oliver where he talked about Subway being one of the worst franchises to own. But then I've heard stories of other people who have owned franchises and created great wealth through franchising. So I think just to start, for those that are unfamiliar, tell us what is franchising at the core? I love it and I love where you're starting. So when you when you really look at when you invest in a franchise, what are you really doing? What you're doing is you're buying down the learning curve of starting a business. So you're still starting a business. You're just not doing it out there on your own, right? You're not coming up with the idea. You're not creating marketing. You're not identifying a customer and a need and a price point and finding vendors. You're paying a franchise fee and all of that stuff has already been figured out. So it's handed to you in your lap from day one. And ultimately, Shauna, when you invest in a franchise, you're really buying a partnership. This is the idea that you're in business for yourself but not by yourself. So you're partnered with people who've already, you know, gone out there and figured out how to make money in this particular business. They've created the marketing plans and the best technology and, you know, found the best vendors and identified the, the customer and how to overcome the objections and compete in, in a market. And they're going to train you and support you and be your partner all the way through. So I think that when you hear good and bad stories, it's awesome because that's real life, right? In every industry, <laughs> there are good and bad companies. And it really speaks to the core of why Kim Daly has a business as a franchise consultant, because my job is after 20 years of doing this is really to build the relationships with franchisors to figure out <laughs> which ones are the good partners and which ones really aren't. And there's a lot of criteria and a lot more that goes into that. That's not, you know, we don't have to get into right now, but that's why I have a business to help people go to those franchisors that really do genuinely care about your success, that really will be there to support you and train you and continue to grow the brand and where it's a mutual, um, a mutually beneficial relationship where you win and then they win. Mm, okay. We're going to have to unpack a lot of that. <laughs> I, I think, you know, my follow-up to that is thinking about the economic environment we're in right now, inflation, the question of if we're in a recession, not in a recession, the cost of living is crazy, stock markets all over the place. But you say that franchising is a safe investment, even in an uncertain environment like we're in right now. Tell us a little bit more about this. Like, What makes franchising considered a safe investment? Okay, so that's an awesome question that I could spend two hours <laughs> answering. There's so, Fantastic. Many, there's so many different ways to like attack the answer to that question. But let me start with the basics. So a long time ago. So I've been involved in franchising for about 25 years. And my very first mentor in franchising taught me that in good times and bad, the franchise industry grows. What people mm. invest in changes and their motivations for investing will change. But in the end, they invest. So Shauna, in a good economy, right? People want more of the American dream. They've got wealth to, to put somewhere other than the stock market. So they're building cash flowing assets, right? In a bad economy, people, unlike this one though, people typically lose jobs, right? Or there's instability right. in their career. And so they're looking to create stability. The stock market goes down. They, oh, I can't depend on that. I want to put my money into something that I can control the outcome of how much it's going to return to me. So again, what they invest in and their motivations for in investing may change, but in the end, people still invest. And I've been doing this for 20 years. I was part of the recession. In fact, that's when 
I first had my my first kind of breakout year and became the leading franchise consultant in the United States back in 2011. And um, and so I've seen it all. I've been through the pandemic now. My own business has continued to grow. So I can prove that that's that um, statement is, in fact, true. Yeah. And I, I don't know how you feel about this, but I feel like if you tune into the news or you read even social media, it's it's really about fear tactics, especially when it comes to money to help us all feel even more on the edge about our life and about finances and whether we own a business, whatever it might be. And it's, you know, especially in times like this, it can feel really chaotic. So, you know, oftentimes I find myself even having to pause and say, okay, wait a minute, what do I want to create irrespective of whatever's going on in the economy or in, in the world? And how can I make steps towards that. I don't know how you feel about that. It's amazing. And it's the second part of the answer that I could expound on for two hours. <laughs> so <laughs> here's the thing, Shauna, a lot of people have this misconception that when you invest in a franchise, it's the franchisor's job to make you successful. But is mm. that really ownership? Right? So right. To, it's not, and, it, it, and it's a misconception. The franchisor is there to create provide a proven business plan and the mentorship and training and support. But 100% of that business's success or failure is on you, the investor. What's funny is people will always own it when it's successful, right? But right. nobody wants to own it when it's not. That's when they start the blame game. And in, in 25 years of being a small business owner and you know achieving some amazing, amazing results in my own life through my franchise, I will tell you that I what you just said, when I'm clear on my why, and I'm clear on what I want to create, then, and I get, you know, I, I invest the time internally to pump myself up, to stay motivated and focused on what I can control. What I've learned is that if I'm maximizing what I can control, I don't have to worry about the things that I can't control. So you're right. Turn off the news if it freaks you out, right? And get clear and specific about, but this is going to be true about no matter what you want to accomplish in your life. You are the you are the creator of your own reality. So you have to be focused on what you want to control in my opinion and and then um and then be working toward those goals. And I've proven it in my own franchise business back in 2011 as I said as I had a history making year you know, the world was doing what it did and doing what it always does. But I just decided not to focus on that. I decided to focus on the gas pedal of my business, not arguing for my limitations, but just putting my head down, doing what I could do every single day, what's come to be called my wink, wink daily plan, because that's what it really <laughs> was, sort of a daily focus on maximizing what I could control in my business and just waiting and see at the end of a year what would happen. And what happened is I made history. And so since then, I've been refining what I did, um, kind of what I call mastering the art of my business, which every business owner that, that's owned a business knows, like you, especially in a franchise, you can go to training and learn in one week, you know, how to run your business, but you'll spend your life as a business owner mastering the art of that business. And the, the fun part is, is just when you think you've mastered it, the economy changes, the competition changes, the market, right? Like we're always growing and trying to improve and get better if we're going to be successful. So it's always an inside job. Success is always an inside job. A franchisor is just there to give us an easier lift from go. And then that feeling that we're in business for ourselves, but not by ourselves. We're not out there figuring everything out. We have people to turn to, to support us who really do want what's best for you, because what's best for you, if it's their brand, ultimately is best for them because it's their brand. Such great insights. I feel like we need to plaster that on on a t-shirt or certainly on a wall hanging. <laughs> uh, I, I want to get more into 
the nitty gritty of franchises. But before we do that, just kind of one follow-up question, thinking about the economy. And I know I live in, in Asheville, North Carolina, and there's so many different staffage, staffage. Let me say that again. I live in Asheville, North Carolina, and there are so many staffing shortages that it's it's crazy around here. And I know from so many other people around the U.S. that they're experiencing the same thing. So how does something like that impact your franchise or if you've invested in franchise? Yep. Are there certain factors you need to really think about? For sure. But those are factors I think that um, when I get to know a candidate and understand what are their goals. So let's go back to the very beginning of this conversation where you mentioned Subway. So I am one of the leading franchise consultants in America today, and I have placed less than 10 people, I'd say, in food businesses in 20 years. And I've never helped anybody get into a retail business. So the vast majority of people who think about franchising think that franchising is only food and retail. And here I am telling you, I help all these people and I don't, I will not, you'll have to beg me to show you food. It's just one of the, the, the hardest ways to make money because of labor, because of, you know, um, slim margins, perishable product, long working hours. There are just easier, faster, better ways but people don't generally know what businesses those are. And here's the thing, going back to the recession question, the businesses that I've been focusing on for 20 years are those that during the pandemic went out of control. During a recession, will continue to grow. A lot of the things that I focus on are in the service sector. Um, and I love products and services for homeowners because those can be more, quote, recession resistant, right? Um, if you have a pool and you want it cleaned, you're going to pay to have your pool clean. Now, yeah, someone could say, yeah, but people could, you know, not, but the, the demographic of the person that's paying to have their pool clean is going to pay to have their pool clean, even in a recession. That's what I mean, right? There's always going to be those what if in comments, but if that's where you go, then probably you, you shouldn't invest in a business, not just in a recession, but in any time, you know, but the labor right, shortage right. The labor shortage is a real deal. Now, again, most of the businesses I help people get into have smaller teams of people. More more people typically equals just more headache. It definitely um, equates to more time, right? And a lot of the investors I work with are investors in real estate or have other businesses or have W-2 jobs, and they're looking to add a franchise in as another cash flowing asset and tax advantage, but they're not looking to put full-time hours. So the businesses that I tend to focus on for those types of investors do not have huge teams of people. They can operate with, you know, maybe two, four, six people. And um, again, a lot of times these people aren't minimum wage or unskilled labor. There's some sort of trade skill or career orientation toward the job, which definitely then eases their, that concern of, can I find the people? Because look, you know, you're not going to open, even if you need six people when you're fully operating, you don't open with six people necessarily. You might open with one other person, right? And then as your business is growing, add another. So things are going to change and those employees are going to come back. Hopefully they have to, right? Where are they? And so <laughs> as we, as the, as the world starts to come back to life and these people start ramping businesses now, I say, look, if you start a business now, yeah, this could be a hard time, but so what? It's just going to make you that much stronger. And guess what? If you start a business in a recession and you learn at the, quote, hardest time, when it eases up, you are going to be that much better and that much happier. And if or when the economy dips again, because that's what the economy does, you won't be worried about it. You'll be like, ah, I've already done that. I know how to get through that. So if you plan to be a business owner, you plan to be a business owner. It's like saying, well, I want to be a parent, but I don't really want to have teenage kids. <laughs> well, sorry, but <laughs> if you want to be a parent, you got to take the good and the bad. <laughs> so it's the, it's the idea more of like, why do you want to own a business? What are the goals for your life that you feel you can't achieve in other types of investments? And these are the kinds of real conversations I have with people before we ever start talking about what specific franchises will help them get to where they want to go. Because I can't bring back the business if I don't know where they want to go, right? So I, I think you you probably answered uh, in the summary specs the next question I want to ask you, which I feel is, is kind of like the million dollar question 
but I, I'd love for you to maybe expound on it a little bit. You know, h- how do you find the right franchise for you? Like, how do you uncover what that is? I love that question. This is the core of my business. So if you're doing it on your own, I think it really is a super daunting task because you just don't know what you don't know. And as you started this interview or conversation, you know, talking about good and bad franchisors, how do you know? You know, you can look at their reputation or look at their, you know, listing and Entrepreneur 500, but what does that really tell you? Versus when someone comes to me, my service is free. So it's, you know, there's no like obligation to me in any way. And I have, you know, I have 20 years of experience and relationship and knowledge, and I'm going to teach you what you need to know. So before we ever start talking about what the right business is for you, I want to know what are you trying to accomplish with this business? Because the business is the pass-through vehicle. The business is not the end-all be-all. So sometimes, Shauna, people will say, oh, well, my community doesn't have a a UPS store. So I want to open one of those. Or, you know, I really love to work out and I've always dreamed of owning a gym. Well, I'm not, I mean, we can use those strategies to look at companies, but in my experience, those are not the best strategies because if being the owner of a UPS store or a gym doesn't match your quality of life goals or the type of, you know, the things that you want to do as a business owner every day in your business, then it doesn't matter how, quote, successful those businesses may be. Are you going to be successful in that you're going to be happy or satisfied? Right. And when you invest in your hobby, the sad thing is usually it's like investing with a best friend. You lose your you lose your hobby and you lose your best friend. Don't invest with your best friend (laughs) because when, when it's good, it's good. But when it's bad, you know, this is why I got out of the gym business, because my own workouts and my own love of fitness just started to suffer because when when it gets hard, your passion is wrapped into this. You you really do lose your passion. And so. In my experience, it's like most people come to the idea of thinking about owning a business based on what they what they think they'll be successful running or what their community needs or what they're passionate about. But through my process, they very rarely ever invest for those reasons. Once I teach them to really start thinking about what are the outcomes you're chasing, money, quality of life, passion in the role as an owner. So the type of people you're creating jobs for, the role that you play, the time that that business demands of you. And we start thinking about that and we start defining how much money you want to make. And we start defining quality of life goals, meaning how much do you want to work every day and how many vacations a year do you want to take? And I start building my daily plans for people. Then they say, oh my gosh, if I was making that kind of money and I could have that lifestyle, I would do anything. (laughs) And I'm like, voila. And that's where I need you to be. Because now the business is the vehicle that's driving you to the quality of life, the happy outcome that you're actually looking for. Does that make sense? The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited. And it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. 
That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash ETM to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash ETM. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals, so you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash ETM. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks, and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash ETM. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash ETM for your extended 30-day free trial. In those moments when money is just not moving as fast as your dreams, Earnit provides the financial momentum you need to keep moving forward. Earnit is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. You just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then you access up to $100 a day as you work and you can leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. I honestly would use Earnin in lots of different ways, but what's on my mind recently is I need a night out. I need some good tacos to sip on a few virgin margaritas and celebrate you all helping this podcast earn 26 million downloads. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security. Gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Talkin' Money under podcast when you sign up. It will really help the show. Talking money under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, subject to your available earnings daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Yeah, I like the idea of reverse. It's almost like reverse engineering into it and, and thinking about it. It's how I talk about money a lot of the time is we have to focus on what is the vision you have for your life? Where do you want to live? What do you want to do? Or, you know, how much is enough for you? And then we reverse into all the how-tos, where the money actually goes, all that. So I, I like that that theory or that idea. It 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 really um it really makes sense to me. I love it. Uh and, and Kim, I want to talk a little bit about without getting too uh geeked out here, but a little <laughs> bit about the money side of franchising. Sure. You know, how much money do you need maybe on average to invest? What does a good return look like? Anything that you could share about the money side of of franchising? Love it. And I'm not going to try to be evasive here, but it's going to feel that a little bit. So there are all different levels of investment in a franchise. There are $20,000 or $30,000 investments, and there are two, three, four, five million dollar investments, right? So how do you know? There are qualifiers. Franchisors do not want to award a franchise to somebody that they can't afford it. So there are net worth requirements. There are liquid asset requirements. So the first thing that I do with every candidate, I tell everybody in any group setting that I'm ever in or speaking like this, I say, do not discount yourself. 
because you think you can't afford it. Please reach out to me and give me the opportunity to teach you what your money buys. So I have um, the first call that I do with everybody, I have about a 15 or 20 minute explanation of what every franchise business costs and why. And before we have that conversation, I ask somebody, I ask the candidate to fill out a net worth statement. So I have a rough idea of where their assets are between, you know, equity and real estate and stocks and bonds and, and, and retirement plans. Um, and then and now we can have an intelligent conversation. So once people say to me, well, I have these skills and I want to put in this much time because the skill that an owner has and the time commitment that an owner has to put in is directly correlated to the level of investment in a business or the opposite. The level of investment is directly correlated to. So to say this more simply, like to give a visual, if you have like a home-based business, so many times people think that home-based, so that sounds good, but that doesn't actually mean you're working from home. What it means is, hey, I don't have to take on any overhead or location because nobody's coming to me. I'm going out and driving that activity. Okay, so this mm, means this yeah. is a full-time, sales-driven, high-influencer, high-energy owner, right, who wants to be driving sales and activity every day. That's why they can put it in air quotes, work from home. So that's going to be a lower investment, but it's a big investment of time. So money and time are going to be inversely related. On the flip of that, Shauna, we could look at a laundromat, which is a franchise, and so that's going to be a really big capital investment to build out the space with the electrical and the plumbing and get your 30 washers and dryers or however many you have. That's a lot of equipment, but it's going to be a very minimal time commitment once it's constructed, right? Maybe five hours a week or less by the owner. So in a very simple scenario here, you see that money and time are going to be inversely related. But what I do for every single person that wants to learn from me I set this up with great clarity because I never want somebody to walk away disheartened. I want to inspire the dream. And if I can help you go, you know what? For that type of business that you feel you're perfect for, you're a little bit underqualified financially right now today, but then they leave knowing what they have to do and inspired and they know when to call me back. Well, that's way more helpful than just being <laughs> like, hey, here's the numbers. And if you don't meet them, I can't help you. Go away. How, uh, <laughs> let me take a pause there. Uh, let me restate this. So I know a couple of people who talk about uh, purchasing franchises. So somebody already owned the franchise and then they're coming in and buying the franchise from that. You mentioned laundromats. I know people have bought car washes that way. Does it ever make sense to buy into a franchise that way as a second owner or however many owners down the line you you might be? Oh, sure. It really, again, comes back to someone's goals. If you have lost your W-2 income and you're a high W-2 earner and you need to replace that cash flow immediately and you have significant net worth and that you can afford a cash flowing business that's for sale, 100% that could be the best route. For most people, though, once they start comparing and contrasting, especially if they're looking at the right franchises that have, you know, don't take three years to build significant cash returns, mm, right. you can get in on the ground floor and kind of like build that brand from scratch and put your name and flavor all over it and sort of know everything about it from its infancy and and pay, you know, invest way less money. Um, but you know, there is going to be a ramp up to that cash flowing place. So it, again, it comes back to the person, the individual investors goals and how quickly they need to get there. And you've done this for many, many years. You've seen so many different franchises, I would think success stories. I'm wondering, Kim, if you can walk us a little bit through, because I'm sure somebody listening is is wondering this. How have you seen people build wealth through franchising? Yep. So wealth is created through scale. So in a business, we're either scaling wealth using teams of people, like think like a cleaning company where we can build wealth scaling using equipment. So think like a 1-800-GOT-JUNK. That's a franchise where you can really look at, okay, so one uh, got junk truck can 
produce 250,000 a year in revenue with two people. And, you know, that nets me whatever. And I'm going to have four trucks running in a territory. And ultimately, I want to have three territories. So we're looking at scaling the business using a truck. And then the last way that you can scale a business is using real estate, which is the most common way that most people think of, but it's also the most expensive way. So um, the wealth will always be created through the scale. Um, and it, again, it just comes back to what skills do you have? You know, how much time commitment do you have to put into the business? And then I can match the different options to the, that person's goals. But you really can build wealth. I mean, in 20 years, I've helped people amass significant, you know, become multimillionaires through their franchise business. I shouldn't say I shouldn't take any ownership because I've done nothing <laughs> except lead them to the franchise. They've done the hard work. You know, they've put their mind in the right place. They've shut out the world. They've got their clear, you know, goals and dreams and they wake up and they execute on that franchise plan every day. That's what creates, you know, multi-million dollar businesses in franchising more than anything else I said. So thinking about this a little bit on the flip side, what are some cons of franchising that we need to be aware of? Okay. So I think that some people are too entrepreneurial, right? Some people want to always be bucking the system. <laughs> they want to be creating their own, you know, kind of blink. I don't know what you're talking about, Kim. You're literally <laughs> describing me in this moment. <laughs> Some people really do. They want to be blazing their own trail. And that's just not going to work in a franchise. The people who look at franchising say, oh, I don't have to reinvent the wheel. I can just start making money with using somebody else's plan rather than trying to figure out how to make money. So there's that. I think also people that are super untrusting, there's an implied trust that's kind of earned during the one to two month due diligence process. And, you know, franchising is a mutual evaluation process where ultimately it's the franchisor's job to award a bit. It's the franchisor's business to award to a candidate before it's theirs to buy. So everybody has to feel like this is going to be a partnership that works. And franchisors are looking for people that are coachable, are looking for people that will follow their lead. And, you know, some personalities are just like attorneys by nature. <laughs> They're super untrusting, I've learned, right? And so <laughs> sometimes I talk people out of it more because I don't want you entering into this agreement feeling like there's a gotcha coming or like the franchisor really doesn't have your best interests at heart. And, and again, I don't speak for every franchisor that's out there, but certainly the people that I work with, I mean, their hearts are in it for their franchisee's success. And so I think an untrusting personality is also a tough person. And I think the last thing, well, there's two more things. Um, another one is just not coachable, right? Some people do not like to be told what to do. I don't think anybody likes to be told what to do, including my teenage boys. But but I, I don't think I think it's not being told what to do, but it's being willing to follow the lead of somebody else. And mm -hmm. I'm like, I've always sort of been, I'll, I'll use myself. So my, my dad, you know, I, I love to say when I turned 40, oh, you know, I've been self-employed for at that point, I'm, I'm a little older than that now, but, um, that I, I've been, I had been self-employed for 15 years. And I said, you know, I'm completely unemployable and I'm so proud of that. And my dad was like, Kimberly, you've been unemployable since you were two years old. Like you've been the boss of you from go, you know? <laughs> hey, Kim, we have a lot in common, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I say that I use my own kind of like hard headed, you know, I, I, I know what's right all the time personality, but look, I've been a very successful franchisee for 20 years because I found a system that offers enough support, but enough freedom. And that's, again, this is part of what I do for my candidates. Some people, engineers, they love every I dotted and every T crossed, and they can be a part of that billion dollar franchise. I would suffocate there, but that for them feels comfortable and safe. So there's a different franchise culture and environment for every investor. So there's that. And then the last thing to answer your question is just financially. You know, the con is, can you afford it? You know, a business is a business and it costs money to make money. And you've got to have enough liquid assets to get this thing up and successful. So I don't want people putting it on credit cards. There is absolutely lots of financing available. But going in heavily leveraged through financing, 
you know, people will be like, well, now I'm not going to be making money for two years. The business isn't going to be making money for two years. I'm like, look, the business is making money. It's just that your business partner, AKA the bank is getting the money first. So you've got to have, you know, realistic expectations if you're going in heavily leveraged through loans because you don't have the cash. I'm sorry, but I have the best dog ever. Her name is Winnie Stardust. She is a mini golden mountain doodle full of life, and I would do just about anything to keep her happy, healthy, and safe. Today's episode is sponsored by the ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program. Your pet is part of your family and you want to do the best for them, but vet bills can really add up. We jokingly keep telling Winnie she needs to get a job to pay for her vet bill. That's why you should check out pet insurance. And with ASPCA Pet Health Insurance, you can focus on the care your pet deserves and cover what matters most. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program offers customized accident and illness plans, making it easier for pet parents like you to help your pet get the care they need. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program has been around for over 18 years, and they've helped more than 600,000 pets during that time. They allow you to customize your plan, helping to ensure that your pet's plan is as unique as they are. Because vet bills can really add up, especially when you are least expecting it. It's simple. Use their app to submit a claim and you'll receive reimbursement for eligible vet bills directly into your bank account. To explore coverage, visit ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash ETM. That's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash ETM. Again, that's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash ETM. This is a paid advertisement. Insurance is underwritten by either Independent American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by PTZ Insurance Agency Limited. The ASPCA is not an insurer, is not engaged in the business of insurance. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied, or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary. But now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft, doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. <laughs> I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one-time service. Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash etm. Go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use code etm for 20% off. Hey, my name's Otis Gray, host of The Daily Book Club, a daily podcast where I read wonderful old books one chapter at a time. Simple as that. Whether you want to get engaged and lost in a fascinating story that has stood the test of time, or just relax to a good book, listen to The Daily Book Club to get wrapped up or unwind during your day. We'll read classic stories like Pride and Prejudice, The Enchanted April, The Wind in the Willows, beautiful stories all told from start to finish. And you can even do a real book club. Tune into The Daily Book Club Discord and discuss the readings with other book club listeners. However you want to listen, it's your choice. Subscribe to The Daily Book Club on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else. New episodes every single day. So sit back, relax, 
and get lost in the Daily Book Club. Mm, that's really interesting. I, I'm, I'm glad you you talked about all of that because I think it's it's really important when you're considering any type of investment to be able to look at it from all different sides to see the good stuff, but also see maybe where it isn't a fit for you. So I, I appreciate you sharing that wisdom. And I want to hear a little bit more about about your story. What was your what was your first business? And tell me about this love for teaching people about franchising. Oh, so fun. Thank you so much for asking. So I mean, I've been so blessed in my franchise consulting role, like literally Shauna, I was born to do this. I know that sounds ridiculous because I didn't even know what a franchise consultant was until I was 29 years old. But when I found this business, I was like, so I grew up in the fitness business and I started a chain of ladies health clubs. And um, and prior to that, when I was 19 years old, my the first business plan I ever wrote was for a um, a teen leadership summer camp. I grew up as a summer camp counselor and camp director. And then I realized that like the 13, 14 age group is like, there's no camps, but this is, and but they're not old enough to work. And so I wrote um, a business plan and sold it to my the executive director of my local YMCA. He funded it. And I, that, that is a nationally rolled out program now through the YMCA called the Y Corps. That was my first wow. business. Yeah. I ever, I ever created, but I, you know, I've always, um, I was a biochemistry major in college. My, my real love and passion is nutrition and fitness. My family and friends, that's what they sort of know me for. And so, like I said, I went into the fitness business. I was a personal trainer. And that's really why I love what I do. I really look at it like personal training. So I get to know people up close and personal. I get to look at their goals and dreams and coach them through a process that will change their life. Instead of talking about fitness, we're talking about business ownership, but I'm a business owner. I'm trying to live my best life through my business. So it's all good, you know, and, and that's really where my passion comes. I, you know, I've tagged this phrase, um, the best dreams are those we live. Because here I am helping people realize their dreams for 20 years. But Shauna, all along the way, Kim Daly has been realizing her own dreams. So it's a cycle, you know, like a like a ring in a marriage, a, the circle of love in giving we receive. And I I just receive so much. But I'd like to say that's because I've been giving a lot for a long time to a lot of other people. This is so fascinating. I mean, I have loved diving even just a little bit deeper into into franchising. It's really opened my eyes. We've talked about so much. I love hearing your story and your passion for for helping people franchise. If somebody is listening right now and they're interested in franchising, do you have like steps or a little checklist to help someone even start flushing through this idea of is a franchise maybe a good option for me? Even better than that. I have a YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> the answer to everything. On my YouTube channel, I have over 300 videos on all things franchising, business ownership, mindset coaching, on all parts of the, uh, you know, identifying all parts of the investigation process, what to think about, so absolutely, please go to Kim Daly, my last name, D-A-L-Y dot TV, Kim Daly dot TV. And you can I have interviews with leading franchisors and then tag those with some of their top performing franchisees who've been generous to get in front of the camera with me and share their real world story. So you'll find all kinds of educational content. My YouTube channel is literally the greatest single thing I've ever done in my life. <laughs> so humble me, if you will, and just go there and check it out and for no other reason, just to check it out. <laughs> I love we- that. No, that it, that sounds amazing because I think the education part is so important, particularly if you are interested in something like this. So hearing the stories uh, learning about lots of different franchise opportunities, it just starts to get the wheels turning in your head. And I think that's that's a great first entry point. 
It really is. Most of the people that I work with find me first through a podcast, then they go to YouTube, they watch a few videos, and then they call me. And the greatest thing is they feel like they already know me. They understand my personality and my coaching style. So we can dive right in without this sort of like, you know, like a first date, if you will. It's like we've already been on a few dates. And so everybody's warmed up and ready to just start talking business. And Um, It's really great. My YouTube channel was born out of the pandemic. Like a lot of business owners, we had to adapt or die. And I used to travel around the country and host live events. And when I couldn't get people together, I thought, geez, what the heck am I going to do? And I had a few videos, but no real, you know, momentum there or even thought about building a channel. But that uh, spark came very quickly. And in the last year, a little more than a year, we've launched over 300 videos. My podcast, which is called Create Wealth Through Franchise, will be live as of July 1st. So that's coming out. Um, So just there's going to be so much more content. If you go to kimdaily.tv, you can find me. It'll take you to my website. You can contact me directly through my YouTube channel. Well, Kim, this has been so fascinating. Thank you again for sharing all this wisdom. I'd love for you to just leave everyone listening with with one little takeaway. What's the one thing we need to remember or think about when it comes to franchising? When you invest in a franchise, you are not buying a widget. You are buying people. Ultimately, your due diligence should be around who are the people, the leadership behind this brand. Widgets did not keep doors open in the pandemic, but strong leadership that helped people remain confident and adapt and overcome the challenges. The leadership is what kept those doors open and those franchisees growing and thriving and succeeding. So always, when you think about a franchise, look past the widget. That is not what will make you happy. What will make you happy is partnering yourself with people that you get to know, like, and respect that you feel you can be coached by, led by, mentored by. I kid you not. Literally four friends recently have asked me about franchising. And now it's fun to just say that I have someone like Kim for them to chat with. I really didn't think franchising was for me. But then when I heard Kim talk about all of the different ideas, the different franchises, And I start to think about how I've seen people build serious wealth with things like car washes and laundromats and so many other interesting ideas like that. I'm just thinking differently. I don't know about you. What do you think? Is is franchising something that is even just maybe piqued your interest? I find that sometimes the quote unquote boring businesses, those are the most lucrative. So it's just something for you to ponder. If you have enjoyed this episode, send it to somebody right now who you think would love to learn about franchising as well. And please head to whatever podcast player you're listening to this episode in right now and leave us an honest review for the show. These reviews help us continue to grow the show and continue to get amazing guests. I'll see you back here in a few days for a new episode. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that you know Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that you know Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.